What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. That is the High on LAFC podcast with your favorite host, myself, Dylan Monroy, and Jorge Martinez. Say hello. Yo, what's going on, everyone? What is going on, bro? How are you doing? I'm going to be honest with you, good dude. Uh, not good, man. Not good. Yeah. I know the feeling, man. You know, it's been sucky. And then LAFC have made it suckier, but we'll get into that because in today's podcast, we're going to cover LAFC's bad run of form, you know, with starting with uh, our loss against Dallas in Dallas midweek or oh, wait, cool, no, not that was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, July 1st. July 1st. And then the midweek the, the is- July 4th game of El Tráfico at Rose Bowl against Galaxy where we lose, but we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. And that's just some of the topics we'll talk about. Some news on the team and some current departures. So we'll get into that in today's podcast. So hope you guys enjoy it. So Jorge, I know you want to start with the Galaxy game. Uh huh. I very because, much do. Because that's the one that you want to talk most shit on. Uh huh. But don't you think we should talk about Dallas first? I suppose so. Or let's just go with Galaxy game. Well, I guess we should just briefly mention that in Texas, we never have a good time. For whatever reason, we just can't we get do. the dub in Texas. It's been really hard. Uh, but I think this, I think I think the squad is just exhausted at this point. I mean, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that we rocked a three at the back lineup? Kilini, um, Maldonado, and Hollingshead. That definitely had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. It did 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, I understand why we're like rotating and stuff, and and the the fact that we don't have a natural center back behind. Um, Chiellini and Maldonado um, so it makes it difficult for us to even you know have back two or back mm-hmm. four like normal and then we go to Dallas like you said we're never good in Texas it's it's probably super hot which it was and these a lot of these players come from Europe aren't used to that kind of heat mm-hmm. and well, I mean two, it's not three, an excuse four, but, but Dallas five. We know Dallas has beat us recently, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. They beat us. Oh, well, we beat them in March. But um, but they always beat us in Dallas. In you know Dallas, yeah. Yeah. In Texas, dude, we're just not good. So... That that's pretty much it. I mean, I think a lot of it. Yeah, you're right. It has to do with the experimental lineup. I don't know if that's something that we really should be doing. I don't think it really worked. I think obviously it didn't. Right, we lost it two zero. No. So that yeah, I I don't think that works. So hopefully we don't see that again. And then unfortunately, as a result of this game, where we got nothing out of it, we got something bad out of it, which was Chiki Palacios picking up a yellow card. Yep. Which is important because... He was going to be out for the Galaxy game. Yeah. Yep. Which we were already thin at defense to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah, so... So, moving on to the Galaxy game. 
So first of all, I just want to say this whole Rose Bowl experiment. Wow. All right. Okay. Well, all right. You went there first. Right. We got. Let's talk about that first, because this this was right. a whole different thing. Like, dude. Okay. I'm I jealous. believe it's the now, record, isn't it? It did set the record. I'm a little jealous now that I didn't go. It, it just wouldn't have worked out because I have work today. Uh, I actually had to be at work not early, but no, I didn't. Have, I not too early, but like I had things to do early in the morning, so it it, it wouldn't have worked out for me. And uh, I, and plus, Pasadena is just a nightmare. Had it been a Saturday, I may have considered it. Of course, but, I would have. We all would have. Being but, that July Fourth was a day off and not. July 5th <laughs> I cannot do that I need rest I'm too old bro I'm, I'm, I'm old well not for a weekday game because we've, we've been yeah, there especially at the Rose Bowl but for anyone who was there and was at that game you were part of the 82,110 people to make the attendance record that's crazy in the MLS that's awesome which originally was taken by I believe the first game uh, by Charlotte FC. Uh-huh. Um, uh, against in, LA Galaxy. No, I think it was against the Galaxy, yeah. And they had beat the attendance record then, but now we have that uh, victory on us. But, bro, so that's great, you know. You know, uh-huh. the fans. The Atelier looks sick. It looked crazy. Like, it looked really, really cool. But hopefully, if they, if they do it again, like I'll be able to go if it's on a weekend. <laughs> it's not on the 4th of July. I'm sure they're going to do it again because... I, I think the, the 4th money of July that they, was popular. Yeah, but the money they, they could make on these kind of games and the, the importance that it has to this city, I think they could totally do that. I could see SoFi hosting this game one day, too. Um, Maybe. Well, I know because the, the Galaxy always have... A game on yeah Fourth of July, so I think if they ever do it outside of uh, Carson, it would be at not the Rose Bowl because that's their home, mm-hmm. and I guess SoFi is 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 our. It's not home, our secondary home. We could rent it, you know, if it's available. <laughs> That'd be uh, pretty cool, though. Well, it that made it so good being that it was part of an attendance and it was awesome because the fans, but the vibes, dude. But bro, was, in the end. We soiled yet another opportunity to continue to crown ourselves as the kings of L.A. And here come Galaxy, who are at their lowest right now, literally their lowest. I mean, coming before this, they were, they were, they're still second to last uh-huh. in the Western Conference with 19 points. They don't have Chicharito. He's out with injury. Yeah. And here they... And Martin Casares. And Casares, the best defender, more senior defender, is out. Like, and somehow they managed to win this game. That is not good, Jorge. No. And, you know, dude, I I hate to say this, but, man, Ricky Puig is a hell of a player. Ricky Puig? Look, okay, I'm going to give some respect to that guy. Ricky Puig? Dude, he's... He's a special player. He's way too good for this league mm-hmm. he should go back to Europe I think Barca should just take him back yeah. quite honest I mean look, to be <laughs> honest I only see him play against us so 
I wonder if he's, like, not doing this against, uh, like, everyone. But if he's doing this against us, and he's doing this to everyone else, like, man, that, that guy is a baller. And I, I think he's, he's yeah, he's a, he's, he may be a step above the league. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, he is he, so he is a step league. above the league, like, you no can doubt. See the, you can see, it's like what we've talked about, like, with players like Danny Buonga and, and Bogus players that, you know, came up through news academies in, um, in, in, in yeah. Europe. It's different. They have this different sort of element that you can kind of see between the guys here and there. Not not always, right? There are some guys here that are equally as good uh, that came up through the systems here. But like they're just they just seem to be a step above that with something that they do like in their movements and, and their and their thinking, and Ricky Puig this weekend or yesterday really showed that like he, he was, was controlling an entire midfield on his own, pulling the strings. He bro. was making dribbles that I don't see many players ever here mm-hmm. do. He was doing little scoop shots with his outside of his foot uh-huh. to give passes like this guy. Well, he His also he he got the assist to Tyler Boyd. He did. So he he he's the one that orchestrated that play. He gets the ball, he carries, and then he lays it out to Tyler Boyd. And then Tyler Boyd, you know, he kind of uh, lays off or you know out muscles him, if you will. I don't know if you want to say out muscles, but you know, kind of handles Eric Duenas a little bit and. Uh, and he gives Eric Daniels backs off. It looks like he's, like, touching his face, like, as if he kind of hit his face. And, you know, but he's not committing to, like, oh, hey, I got hit in the face. Mm-hmm. And he's also not committing to defending. He shouldn't he close. Yeah, he, he backs off, gives him space, and Tyler Boyd is just, I'll take that any day. Again, another player that came up in, you know, I don't know if he came up through. Well, he's been Europe. playing in Turkey for but the past few Europe, years. Yeah, he, and he's kind of have that, that little quick step thing. I, I don't know what his stats are. But all I know is that every time he plays against us, dude, he scores fucking He like, scores bangers. bangers. Like, what the hell? And so, then, to uh, top it off, to admit that. He, he gets a beautiful assist later in the game off an amazing Ricky Pooch run, bro. Dude, those two connected. So, I mean, and we're kind of skipping through a lot here, but we'll get, we'll get into it in, in, a, in a bit. But, dude, yes, Tyler Boyd, again... He's now, he's running down the line. They're on the counter. Ricky Pooch from, like, the half line starts, like, gunning it. Full sprint. Full sprint. There's a couple of our guys going down. Ultimately, Carlos Vela is trying to close down Tyler Boyd. So I will applaud Carlos Vela for doing work. It it wasn't the best job defending, but obviously, I mean, that's not what Carlos Mm -hmm. Vela does, so... He's he's doing what he can, you know. I, I, he tried to try to go in and close him down, but Tyler Boyd was just is does that much faster than him. Right. You know, he did. Vela doesn't have that same sort of pace mm-hmm. to, to close someone down like that, especially that late in the game because this is like towards the end of the game here. Right. But um, he plays the ball in, and Ricky Puj just outruns. Tillman and Duenas, more specifically Tillman. Like Tillman's like right on him, and he looks like he's just kind of like trotting along. Doesn't mm-hmm. like go in and close him down at that point. Just take him out. Like he should have just taken him out because at that point, at least the PK is a chance. It's a chance. We have McCarthy, who's known to be better at penalties, and and bro, he, you know, the commentator. I think it was Taylor Twelman. He was said uh, he wanted it more, and I, I, I couldn't agree. agree more. Yeah, 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 dude. He just, he just wanted the book. Ricky Pooch had something to prove. 
he did after that Bayaso performance yeah. against an LAFC two team yeah. in our stadium, like pulling the jersey out. I thought that was a joke. We all thought, you know, yeah. that's messed up. We know he's a good player, but he shouldn't be doing things like that mm -hmm. in this silly moments. But if he did that here in this game, I, I would respect uh, it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, in, I guess. Unfortunately, I would have to be like, yeah, you know what? He put on a show. He put on a show. Like for, for he pointed to his jersey when yeah. he was celebrating. I think the the thing is that he's like one card away from yellow card accumulation, yeah. so that's why. I think he, that's the reason he didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, exactly for that. So, yeah, dude, I, just disappointing. It's <laughs> really, really disappointing that because on on both of those goals, it, it just came down to a little bit more work. Yeah. Like, like and if Tillman just would have closed him down, like would have a. You know, just put in a foot, a leg or something. I actually would have tried to defend him. I would have fouled him before getting the ball. Exactly. Just at that point, like, just take, do what you have to do because you're giving yourself a chance yeah. at that point, you know, instead of giving giving him a goal. And, yeah, again, I'm, I'm sorry, Eric Galena is like, I think you, you, he's, a, he's great, but, man, like, this game, like, he... It showed his inexperience. Let's, let's, he was playing right back. Yeah, he was playing right back. It's not where, it's a position he can play. It's not the position he does play. I, I so, think he isn't yeah. a right back at all. Because mm -hmm. as a center midfielder, he kind of like. Well, I think that's a position he has played in the youth academy. Is, uh, so oh, that's yeah. why. On FIFA, he's a right back. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's not what he's been playing as a professional. You know, he's been playing center mid, and right. he's been doing a good job. However, this time, it's it just I don't this I don't think it was a good idea for to play him in, in this kind of high pressure of a game and a position he doesn't normally play from the get go. You know, if you mm. want to bring him in as like a substitution to kind of play around with the formation, that's another thing. But well, he did kind of play right wing back at the in the Dallas game. But that, I mean, don't work mm -hmm. out there. But, again, going into this, like, it's another little experiment, and it's not the kind of time, it's not the place to do these kind of these kind of things. Like, no. I don't doubt that Eric Duenas has the capacity and the potential to play that position, you know? Like, we do see with Kelly and Acosta, uh, and how we see with Chiqui Palacios in the midfield as well here and there. However, I don't think this was the time to try that, and I don't know. I, I have to let me look at the our lineup here because I don't know who we had on the bench that we could have started instead. Well, I mean, in that position, in that position, probably just gains. Um, but we could yeah, also we put Acosta in that position, who I would kind of trust a little bit more, especially knowing that, bro, we're, yeah. we're not even acknowledging this, but Chiellini. Played 90 minutes in Texas. Dude, I know. And here he is playing again. Just three or four days later. Holy shit. Like, for Keelini to do something like that at his age, at 38, uh -huh. 39, is surprising. Like, yeah. we could have, yeah, dude. He could have gotten injured. And honestly, he didn't look very good on the pitch to begin with. No, he did look a little slow. So he could be fatigued, um, and he has every right to be. Like I think LAFC uh -huh. needs to invest in a center back. I know we have 
long and waiting. Mario's been injured. Well, we, but, may, we, we may possibly have fall. Right. But that needs to happen ASAP. What's going on? He's, oh, I he think should they be needed back. to wait till the transfer window opened, I oh, guess. okay. So I think that's perhaps, what's going on. Okay, perhaps it'll be this next weekend. We Supposedly. That's what I've right. read. Yeah. But who knows? If not, we do know that they're... We'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, dude, I, the, the lineup to begin with... I, I don't doubt that Duenas can possibly play that position in the future, but just in this game, I don't think it was the best idea. It like wasn't the best said, idea. We could have had Acosta there, and then Sifu could have started, or even Bogush. You know, they could have started as a as a center midfield. Yeah. So, yeah, so, all in all, just kind of a disappointing game. There was a lot of, there was a lot of opportunities. We did have opportunities. We did have opportunities. To score. It, they were there. Danny Buanga, my man, ugh. Oh. He's been on a dip in form for sure. Yeah. After starting out extremely hot, leading MVP contender, mm-hmm. and now it's been a while, bro. Yeah. He's only scored like once in the past like five games, six games. Yeah, bro, and and both the games, both in Dallas and in Galaxy, he had opportunities. And the worst part is, is that they're not necessarily bad. Like he's on frame for the most part. Now there has been one or two opportunities where he's been basically in front of goal, and he's just missed it completely so yeah. that is a bit concerning however we do see him trying trying and trying and it looks every single time like he's just this close and he does still take these opportunities so I don't doubt that he'll be back very soon but right now unfortunately he flamed out and again just kind of shows that we need what we need is, is a is a, we need an out and out number nine like a straight up we striker. need somebody to score and clean up those those chances that Buong is putting into the box. Uh-huh. Because a lot of those times that Buong does get a shot off, it's never caught by the keeper because he just hits it with such force. Yeah, that he can uh, lay it off and, and the, the chichos of the world could eat that up. Eat that up. Those those kind of goals are what we're missing. The easy kind of goals are yeah. what we're missing. So, uh, you know. As far as this game, we had our chances. Buanga had his chances, and they just weren't executed. And here we are losing against Galaxy once again, even at their worst form. So that's never good. Yeah, but But on the bright side, the highlight of their season is going to be our lowest point. Like, this is going to be... This is true. This is is as good as it's going to get for them. And This is all that matters this season. This was their MLS Cup because yep. them being second to last in the Western Conference, I don't think they can do very much more to get themselves into playoff contention. And, guys, at the very worst, we're tied for second place with 32 points. And we still have, like, two games in hand. So, like, it's all good, dude. It's we'll, we'll all, be all right. good. Um, F you, Galaxy. But let's get into, like... This next thing that just happened today that is a little bit sad, but is very interesting in mm-hmm. what moves can be made. Jorge, Mahala Apoku is out. He's now transferred to, uh, what is it, Montreal? Montreal, yep. Montreal for 1.75, is that yep. what it is? 1.75. GAM, which is general allocation money. Uh-huh. Monopoly money. Yeah, basically because 
What was what is that about, Jorge? What the hell? All right, all right. So for those of you who don't understand, like us, we're gonna try <laughs> to make everyone understand. So I got a little explanation here. I've been doing some, you know, some scavenging on the internet, on Reddit here, and I, I think I, I found uh, an explanation for what uh, GAM is here. From uh, looks, it's 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 on Reddit here, but it's from Wikipedia. So general allocation money can be used in several ways, and and after this, we'll you know we'll we'll get into our discussion as to why we think this happened and and what this means for us and if it's good or bad. So. General allocation or GAM can be used in a few ways. Uh, you can reduce the amount that a non-designated player costs against the salary cap down to the league minimum salary. Reducing the amount that... Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> reduce the amount that a designated player costs against the salary cap down to $150,000. Sign players new to MLS. Resign an existing MLS player. Oh, so these are the ways that you can use these uh, um, general allocation money. So offset acquisition costs, loan, and transfer fees. In connection with the extension of a player's contract for the second year provided the player was new to MLS in the immediately prior year, traded to another team. General allocation money must be used. I, dude, I'm just, that this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, well, look, okay, this is like the easiest explanation I could possibly give. All right. MLS is allocated, uh, I believe it is, $3 million to each team. Uh in general allocation money, right? Oh, wait, 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 here, let me... Or let me something like part. that. I think it's starting to make sense. Okay, trade to another team. General allocation money must be used within 30 days of the close of the third full MLS transfer window after it was acquired. If quantity of general allocation money is not used within that time frame, it is halved by the league that halved that have the amount is unavailable for use during the next two transfer windows. If it is still not used after those transfer windows, the quantity is no longer available for use. So it's something that we have to use relatively, yeah. Well, basically, this 1.75 we're getting as general allocation money is what we can pay somebody Mm -hmm. over the max amount yeah. Of the cap that we're that yeah. is, everyone is allowed, which I believe is a little bit under a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So this this gives us a good amount of play money. This is yeah. This is in this is gold. theory like two point seven five million that we could offer a player, basically, which is the the regular MLS contract on top of the one point seven five, which is the general allocation money because you add it on top of it. Uh huh. So. 2.75, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is enough maybe to entice a young striker from South America, perhaps. You well, never know. You know, I, I can kind of see, I wouldn't be surprised if we also go the route of getting someone within the league, too. Mm. Like, I don't who I do not know, but I, I just, there's a possibility that, you know, that... You know, what if we got someone within the league too? I don't think we should rule that out. So, but mm-hmm. we'll see because you know previously we were taught the the whole thing. I don't know if this changed things about the whole young DP, right. but maybe it, it, it actually, does, right? Because we can get someone has nothing to do with DPs at all. Because we still have that. That's a whole separate thing. So we right. can still get a young DP. A under twenty two DP mm, is still okay. available, but we have this money that we could play with, uh, which is like the max. but bro we could get somebody from the league and I'm gonna throw out a name to you 
Jesus Ferreira. Damn, damn, nah, dude, he's he's leaving. You think he's gonna leave? I think he's gonna. I think he should leave. If he makes that move to to LAFC, then he won't leave the MLS. I think he's done really good, and I'm like, I think it's an it's. It's important to note that he worked his way from the academy to a DP con- contract, yeah. and he definitely deserves it. So I think I think he's gonna. Okay, so you don't see that one. Well, you know, in a fucked up way, I do because the MLS does that. Like it did mm-hmm. that to Kelly Acosta, Paulo Riola, a few other players. Who he had could be him. the face of LAFC for many years to come. It's within the MLS's. Um, best interest to keep a player like Jesus Ferreira. Not only that, but it's the whole thing of like buying a player within the league. You can do all these like weird things. Mm-hmm. Like you can get like like Tam, there's like Tam and Gam, you know? Like you can trade for that to use that for other stuff too. So so that's, the, I don't think it's out, what, outside the, the realm of it's possibility. It's not outside the realm. Um, I would like that, but. I think it'd be, I think I, I you know, Selfishly, from an LAFC standpoint, fuck yeah. Ferreira fits in the MLS structure. is really good in this uh-huh. MLS world, and he's a center forward, which would be absolutely perfect in our style. Yeah, play. fits our um, style of play for sure. But another thing I wanted to talk about is why did we get general allocation money versus a straight-up transfer fee? Mm. Because I think that's very interesting. Because there were rumors that we have seen of Opoku maybe going to Europe. I uh-huh. saw Marseille at some point was interested. Let's say we would have got $4 million in transfer fee. Mm-hmm. That money wouldn't actually be applied to our cap. So instead, we sold them within the league mm-hmm. and got a better asset, which is the general allocation money of the 1.75 for Montreal. And I feel like that's just so weird and again, is a reason why excuse me why MLS is not thriving enough. Yeah, like this. It's cool that th- this is a great move for us, but the reasons for why this is a great move suck. Like, yeah, it's ultimately because there is some sort of a salary cap. Because I could see a team coming in and buying a Poku for minimum three million, and that's yeah, double exactly than what you would get. But it wouldn't work the same way. We wouldn't be able to use all that $3 million. Yeah, that is the annoying part about MLS rules. Well, apparently rules aren't being applied to Inter-Miami. We still don't know. Uh-huh. Contracts haven't been announced. We know Messi's contract is a whole different story. Yeah, that's completely different. That's the but, only one I'm man, okay with. <laughs> yeah, but the rest, now they're talking about you Busquets, know, Busquets Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba. Sergio Ramos, I saw. Oh, yeah. I saw Eden Hazard. No, mom. I saw Iniesta as well. Iniesta? Although that one... He's 40 years old. He'll probably play... He would play for Peanuts. He would play for Peanuts. He's like, this is just vibes. This is vibes and I'll be coaching, whatever. He's like, pay me 200K. I'm good. (laughs) I'll sell some wine in Miami. Yeah, I'll do something. Yeah. Um, All these players, you know. And, yeah, I (sighs) just... Yeah, that's, that's crazy. What the hell? How's well, that, that going to work? Inter-Miami, because LAC need to make moves like that, because we are struggling, yeah. especially now leaving... leaving. We should get Neymar. A Poku gone, you know, we're even more thin, even though I understand it's a position we were kind of stronger at. Uh-huh. 
I hope we use this money to find something that we yeah. desperately need. I understand why. Like, he was... I'm not saying he was surplus, but we have surplus in this position. Yeah. So as a result, he's kind of a, a rotational player, but he deserves playing time. And I'm sure he wants to play day in and day out, or week in and week out, you know? So I don't I don't think it's a bad idea. It's a kind of a win-win. Unfortunately, we get, you know... Monopoly MLS Monopoly money <laughs> that is like gold, and he gets an opportunity to to you know ideally start and, and play, prove himself yeah. and, and probably get himself deserved, a move in January. He, I, I hope he can make it to Europe. I, I really hope so. If there was interest before, there will be interest yeah. again, especially now in a starting position. Mm-hmm. So, so all love to him. Mahalo Poku. Congrats to him. Um, we wish you the best. Dude, on I've your never. Journey. You ever realize that? It's, I feel like we've never had a player leave on bad terms. No. The only player I kind of see like people kind of like saying good riddance is to Sifu because of uh, the way his play has been. Yeah, he's an asshole nowadays. I still want to give him like. No. You know. He just doesn't give that same drive anymore. After showing us what he is capable of for the past few years. It's a disappointment to see him just cool. kind of bow, just out, like bow that. out like that. But I think that's the reason he isn't going to Brighton and he's going to Rangers because Brighton noticed the care factor in Sifu uh-huh. is more inspired by his personal ambitions. Yeah. And that's what I think happened. It's unfortunate because, you know, Sifu had been a fan favorite. He was, he was. He was our boy. I think we all loved him and cared very much about him for him because you know he he played for the crust but lately it just hasn't been like that it hasn't been like he got that. too hot he got too hot and that's what happens Jorge um what a shame. well we have a game coming up this Saturday oh, against right. San Jose Earthquakes San Jose which um we know is always a difficult game yeah. as we have found out these past couple times um because I believe we've lost to them. Well, we beat them back at home, but they took us away, so this would be the third game in the series. And then they're currently in sixth place, so this is a good test. Uh, but it'd be nice to be home, uh-huh. finally, at BMO, yeah. and uh, maybe get back in good form. And then after that, we play midweek against the top of the table, St. Louis. So I'm looking forward to that game. That's, I kind of want to go to that game, and that game's on Wednesday. I know. I don't like going on to Wednesday games. But, but this is St. Louis, and I've never seen St. Louis. And you this, know, one, this one's kind of worth it. I think, yeah. I think I might make the move for this one. Well, everyone, I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. We will talk to you guys next week regarding these games. Um, hopefully the dip in form was just a stumble along the path, and we will be back in it with two victories when we talk to you guys next time. Yeah, for real. So, hope you guys enjoyed this. Talk to you guys next week. Later. Pasta la pasta.